Hey hey, my name is Stan and I really love traveling, and I love talking about it even more. So welcome to this episode of the podcast Traveling with Stan, where I take you on a tour of some of the most exciting cities around the globe. This time we take a look at a destination nicknamed the City of a Hundred Spires. It's also one of the most visited cities in Europe, a favorite among parties of reveling foreigners, a romantic getaway for couples, a historical city with a rich cultural and artistic life for you to uncover. Join me as we discover Prague, the capital and largest city of the Czech Republic. In this episode you will discover why it might be dangerous to stand too close to a window in Prague, when is the best time to visit the famous Charles Bridge, and what is Mazak, the fatty quintessential dish beloved by many Czechs although most hate to admit it. What has been? A little bit from history. Located in Central Europe on the banks of the Vltava River, Prague has been a crucial cultural and economical player in the region for centuries. Its history dates all the way back to the Celts, and it quickly became a political powerhouse in this part of the world with kings and emperors making it their residence, all which left a mark on the city's architectural landscape from Romanesque through Gothic, Renaissance, and Baroque gems dotted all around the city. In more recent history Prague was, thankfully, spared much of the destruction of World War II. This means its amazingly well-preserved historical center was left mostly intact and is still there for travelers to admire. The following communist regime also left its not so impressive, dent in the city's history. But Prague rose also from this setback and was the site of the Velvet Revolution in 1989, a movement that saw crowds taking to the streets and demanding the fall of the communist regime. All in all, the Czechs aren't ones to take things they don't like lightly and are known to be quite the rebels. From chucking unpopular officials from castle windows in Prague in the 16th century to anti-globalization riots in the 2000s, people of Prague are known not to shy away from voicing their opinion, but they're also a very friendly bunch. And nowhere is it more apparent than in summer in one of the outdoor beer gardens. That's where the old, the young, students, and professionals, and people of all backgrounds mingle over a beer. Or two. Or more. The Czechs love their beer. After all, they are the nation with the highest beer consumption per capita in Europe. So, that brings me nicely to what time of year is Prague best for visitors. Yes, beer gardens and parks are best enjoyed in summer, but that's also Prague's peak season and you'll be rubbing shoulders with hordes of tourists. Winter has its own special charm, with Christmas markets and festive lights, but it can also be quite dark and chilly, and it is, surprisingly, again also quite touristy. So, your best bet, if you want to enjoy the city more authentically, is spring and autumn. How to get there In terms of getting there, Prague has an international airport with direct flights to many destinations, and it will take you less than an hour to get from it to the city center by public transport. Prague is notorious for its taxi scams so public transport is probably your best way to get around town. It is quite cheap and convenient and most top sites are anyway walking distance from each other. The city is served by three metro lines and tickets are readily available from the vending machines at the station. However, most of them only accept check crowns, not credit cards, so either a change at the ready or download the app and buy your tickets through the app. Do not miss talking about the top sites. I'm going to focus mainly on the top three. The Old Town, called Stair Mesto, Charles Bridge, and the Prague Castle. They are the top sites for a reason, so don't expect to have them to yourself unless you get up very very early, which is actually what I recommend especially for strolling across the Charles Bridge. You'll appreciate it so much more in its morning light and with just a few locals wandering across. 
Most people visiting Prague dive right into its old town but I suggest a different way to start, and that would be at Hradkany, the castle hill, having arrived by tram and getting off at Brusnes tram stop. From there make your way through the quaint cobbled streets of Novi Svet neighborhood to the Prague castle. Once there, you can admire the ancient castle complex, as well as the magnificent St. Vitus Cathedral and Golden Lane, which is a pretty little street of old colored houses that used to be the residence of castle guards. From the castle, take any of the small winding streets down to Mala Strana, also called Lesser Town in English, and make sure to explore as many of them as you fancy. That's actually the charm of Prague, to get lost in its small historical cobbled streets. You never know what quirky little place or artistic shop or funky cafe you might stumble on, and the best finds are almost always just ducked in an alley round the bend from the main touristy drags. Once at Mala Strana, don't head straight over to the Charles Bridge just yet, but take some time to explore the area right by the banks of the river. From Campa you'll get excellent, Instagram-worthy views of the bridge itself with a backdrop of historical buildings surrounding it. You can also try and find the famous John Lennon Wall, a mural with graffiti and street paintings inspired by the late artist. When you're ready, make your way to the Charles Bridge. And, if you didn't take my advice to come early, be prepared for some serious crowds. That doesn't take away from its medieval charm though, so cameras out and start snapping away. The bridge is a stone pedestrian only crossing over the Voltava River. It provides lovely views over to the old town as well as to the Prague Castle, and it is famously dotted with statues of saints. I think it looks best on a moody foggy day with a rising mist from Voltava, but yeah, it's lovely even on sunny days. Across the bridge you'll find one of the most crowded and probably also most tacky streets in Prague filled with overpriced souvenir shops and tourist trap eatery places. If that's what you fancy, then dive right into Karlova Street. Otherwise weave your way through any of its parallel side lanes and make your way to Staromesk Namesti or the Old Town Square. It is lined with beautifully restored and preserved historical buildings, but its main attraction is, of course, Orlage, the astronomical clock set on the Old Town Hall that puts on a small show every hour on the hour. Apostles show themselves in the clock windows, followed by the figure of death that strikes the time. The whole performance only lasts about a minute so sometimes you'll see bewildered tourists around you looking baffled when the show abruptly comes to an end. If you happen to be in Prague during Christmas, or Easter, the square is also where market stalls would be put up with souvenirs and handcraft items and, of course, some street food and drinks. From the square you can, again, take any of the streets leading to it and set about discovering the old town neighborhood and its sites, such as Prasnabasta, a gothic tower and one of the original city gates. There are a lot of cafes, bars, pubs, restaurants, and other joints scattered around Old Town. And as it is hugely popular, many of them might have a rather more touristy than authentic feel. But, as I mentioned also earlier, when you wander into any of the side lanes, you'll probably stumble upon some hidden gems and places frequented by locals. The Old Town streets spill out onto the busy Wenceslas Square which is not as picturesque as the parts one mentioned earlier. But it's an important place in Prague where the majority of important demonstrations such as the one during the Velvet Revolution took place. At its far end it is crowned by the statue of Saint Wenceslas himself. Wenceslas was the Duke of Bohemia and is considered the patron saint of all Czechs. Behind him is the imposing building of the National Museum. The streets around are lined with high street shops, as well as hotels, restaurants, and cultural venues. It's busy, it's lively, but it gives you a real feel of the place. You'll especially feel it in your nose as the entire place smells of grilled sausages that are sold in stalls dotting the entire square. Fun Fact 
Although Prague is often referred to as the city of a hundred spires, this is, nowadays, not quite true. The actual number of all its spires, towers, and similar pointy architecture currently adds up to over 500. So, how did we get to the? Turns out, Bernardo Bolzano, a 19th century mathematician and philosopher, counted the spires way back in his days, arrived at the number of approximately a hundred and gave the city the name of a hundred spires. And it has stuck ever since. If you want to have a go at counting them yourself, try one of the vantage points at the Castle Hill, nearby Viceroy, or the Petrin Lookout Tower. To the latter you can also get by taking a funicular and then make your way downhill through the park which is especially nice in spring. Try this! As any true metropolis, the city has its share of top-end restaurants, even ones decorated with Michelin stars. And there's no shortage of international worldly cuisines either. But if you were to taste the more authentic side of Prague, then you should definitely head out to a hospita. And as I mentioned before, stay off the main drags, dive into the side streets, and find where the locals go. Hospita essentially translates to a pub, but it's more than just a place that serves beer on tap. There's usually a simple fare of hearty dishes ranging from soups to mains that almost always involve all meat in one form or another in Nedlik, a kind of steamed traditional dumpling that's all lathered in sauce and sometimes accompanied by sauerkraut. The portions are huge, the food is filling, and you'll be all that even more grateful to wash it down with a nice cool lager. If you're looking for a quick snack on the go, then your best bet is one of the street food stalls, such as the ones around Wenceslas Square. Be warned, this is probably even more filling than a sit-down in a hospita, as the staples in the food stalls are sausages with bread and mustard, fried potato pancakes, or the quintessential deep-fried cheese, smazak. Yes, you guessed it. Also needs to be washed down with another glass of beer on the tap. Act like a local. If you have more time to spare in Prague or aren't visiting the city for the first time and want to go a bit off the beaten path, then I suggest you explore the areas shouldering the old town. They're still easy to walk to or get to by public transport, and each has its own distinct feel. After all, Prague used to be made up of small towns that were at one point linked together to form the city we know now. One of the prettiest neighborhoods, and a favorite residential area, is Vinorady, located a short walk up from Wenceslas Square. It's got beautiful Art Nouveau buildings with decorated facades, artisan shops and cute cafes and a very mellow but hip vibe. The name is derived from the Czech name for wine, Vino, and you can literally find a park with a vineyard right in the neighborhood. It's called Grabovka or Havlikovi Sady and is a favorite hangout of locals for picnics, a glass of wine and some nice views. For a bit of a different feel, although there are also some great views involved, head over to the other side of the river to Letna. It's a very trendy area with some really cool venues all in the setting of several green parks, like Letna Park or Chotek Gardens. Letna is also home to Sparta Praha, Prague's premier football club. Right in the middle overlooking the river is a huge working metronome which adds even more to the area's funk. For my last local tip, I have a foodie one for you. It is a bit further from the main attractions but still reachable by public transport. Sapa, is a bustling Asian food market with Asian shops selling groceries. But the reason that Prague locals flock here is mainly for its authentic Asian restaurants that serve great food at some really reasonable prices. So, there you have it. Prague really does live up to its expectation as one of the most popular European cities and I hope I have given you a bit of an insight into what you can see and experience on your trip there. And sorry for my terrible Czech pronunciation. As you can hear, I am far from being a native speaker. You can find all the information from this episode at travelingwithstan.com, where you can also find other podcasts from our series. If you like this one, don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss out on the next episodes. We are on the socials as well. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review, or rate us on Spotify. It means the world to us. Pun intended.